Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian, and today we are going to talk about perhaps one of the most useful life skills that you can develop. Essentially, this skill that we are going to talk about today is called self-regulation. It is something that you can apply to so many different areas of your life and the things that you do, and it is essentially the antidote to strict discipline. You know, the kind of discipline where you are either on track or you are off track. There's lots of negative self-talk involved. And you kind of are always thinking like, oh, I wish I could just be more disciplined. Self-regulation is essentially the sort of compassionate, internally motivated version of discipline. And I find this to be a very timely episode to record because a lot of us are coming back from summer vacations right now. Um, As I'm recording this, it is August 2023. A lot of us are sort of getting, quote unquote, back into the swing of things after summer vacation. You may have kids going back to school. You might be going back to work. Here in Spain, uh, we are right at the end of August, which is which basically means that the entire country is about to sort of like pick back up again. Um, Spanish summer is very interesting because pretty much everyone goes on vacation for like the entire month of August. Like there are whole like bureaucratic things and like life stuff that you just can't do because everyone is on vacation. And so self-regulation I think is a really great skill to talk about as we are all sort of getting back to quote unquote real life because a lot of us are probably feeling the drive to get back into a more strict routine, to find some way to be more disciplined, whether it's in your exercise or your eating habits. And I want to encourage you to work on developing self-regulation instead. So first, let me tell you a little bit of a story because I used to be someone that was always in pursuit of better discipline. So I used to get very excited about getting back from trips or getting back from time away from my routine because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get back to my routine. But it wasn't because I actually enjoyed what my routine involved. It was because I felt so guilty for overindulging, for being sort of more relaxed around food and maybe not necessarily sticking to my perfect gym routine that it was like a toxic excitement for the discipline and restriction of my routine. And I was excited to go back to rules. And it was because I felt like I needed the rules. Because I didn't know how to self-regulate, I needed this very black and white yes or no to keep me on track. And I remember specifically going to New York to visit my brother. And the very first thing I did was sit down with Google Maps. Probably took me, I don't know how long and search for a gym. Then when I actually sort of like got my gym idea set up, understood how much is it to go? When can I go? When can I set up my schedule? Then I was like, I need to find a grocery store. I remember I got to the place where I was staying. I took progress photos. And then the whole trip I was asking my brother, like, can't we go somewhere with salads, right? And I needed those sort of external checks and balances, like making sure I was going to the gym, uh, making sure that I had um, healthy snacks from a grocery store. I needed those sort of external regulations because I didn't have the tools to internally regulate myself. Back then, if you put something really delicious in front of me, it was a battle of willpower. I, Of course, I wanted to eat the thing because I really love eating, but I also felt like I shouldn't eat it, especially if it was like high calories or high carbs. And almost always my willpower would give out. And of course, I would eat the thing. 
But instead of enjoying some of it and being able to stop eating when I felt satisfied, I would kind of stuff myself. I'd feel terrible and I would vow to myself, I'm not going to do that again. And then the pattern would repeat until I was back in this sort of quote unquote safe home atmosphere where I didn't let sweets or unhealthy food in the house. And so travel, this thing that I love so much, felt like almost like an attack on my quote unquote healthy lifestyle. And I felt like my willpower sucked so much that the only way I could be on track was what if I was total is is if I was totally in control of my environment. And so let's fast forward. Because as I'm recording this episode for you, I have been in control of maybe like 20% of my meals over the last couple of weeks. I've gone to the gym once and done a couple of other short workouts. I've eaten at least one meal a day in a restaurant for over a week. And you can say my routine has been totally off. I can also tell you that I didn't overeat. I didn't feel uncomfortably full a single time. I got up from each meal feeling physically comfortable and pretty fucking satisfied emotionally. I ate what I liked and I left what I didn't. I got to enjoy some really fun, tasty food, including a meal in a Michelin-starred restaurant. And just as I'm coming back into my normal routine, I don't feel guilt, I feel contentment, and I don't feel pressure, I feel calm. And so let's talk about how self-regulation skills help me do that, and also how you can work on your self-regulation so that being out of the swing of things doesn't mean disaster for your eating habits, and being sort of quote-unquote in the swing of things isn't driven by guilt or isn't driven by this need to always be in control of everything to stay on track. And so what the hell is self-regulation? And often when we talk about wanting more discipline, what we are actually talking about is wanting better self-regulation skills. And discipline is kind of this like holy grail of like diet and fitness, right? It's this idea that if we have discipline, we're never going to skip the gym, we're never going to overeat, we're always going to choose the healthiest thing on the menu. But discipline is often a very rigid and inflexible idea. Discipline is not really context dependent a lot of the time. And the desire for discipline is often driven by fear or self-loathing. It's kind of like, well, if I'm more disciplined, then I won't be such a fuck up. And Self-regulation is about learning to manage and control our thoughts, emotions, behaviors, and impulses in many different life situations. And this skill allows you to make decisions that align with both how you want to feel in the short term and in the long term and is, again, flexible and context dependent. So it's not an always yes on this or an always no. It's a, a method and a skill that helps you really tap into when is it right for me to say yes and when is it right for me to say no. Say no. And so here's an example. When I was super, super disciplined, going out to dinner with my family might have looked like ordering separately from everyone else because I needed to order the healthiest thing on the menu. I needed to make sure that it didn't have extra salsas or extra spice, sorry, salsas, extra sauces. And it also looked like automatically saying no if anyone asked if I wanted dessert. Whereas self-regulation looks like checking in with what will help me feel connected because connection is a big, it's a core value of mine. It also looks like understanding what I'm going to enjoy and what's also going to help me feel the way I want to feel. And then as we are eating, as we are enjoying the meal, self-regulation helps me check in with my internal body cues and stop eating when I feel satisfied. And also, if dessert comes along, self-regulation helps me notice if I do have an urge to keep eating past fullness, 
And self-regulation can help me decide, is overeating right now something I want to choose to do or not? And so basically, discipline is learning to tell your impulses no all of the time, whereas self-regulation is learning how to say yes or no when it makes sense for you and also measure the amount of yes or no that actually fits with what you want. And self-regulation is the key to mastering the middle ground, especially with food. And if you are an all or nothing person or someone who believes you need rules or need to be super strict with yourself to stay on track, consider that the reason you feel like you need to do this is because you've just never learned self-regulation skills, not because you're lazy or indulgent or someone who just can't manage their impulses. And so let's talk about how to start learning self-regulation. And this is something, so my group coaching program, The Confident Eater, this is essentially the basis of what we do in The Confident Eater is teach you self-regulation around food. And we teach you this through mindful eating skills. We teach you this through understanding sort of the discipline-based food rules that you are working off of. And also by helping you develop a self-compassionate voice, helping you check in with your impulses. It's an incredible process that really helps with that self-regulation around food. And I'm going to be using a a more sort of food-focused examples in this podcast because it's a bite-sized nutrition podcast. That's what we do. But self-regulation is a skill that can apply to literally everything in your life. You can self-regulate your emotions. You can self-regulate how you communicate. You can learn how to self-regulate your stress. You can self-regulate for time management. So it is a truly life-changing skill and we can start using it around food and it can then expand into other areas of life. And so I think I have six steps here. No, seven steps here for how you can start learning to self-regulate. And so the very first one is to start allowing yourself to believe that you can. And here's the thing is we often kind of gaslight ourselves into not changing, into not developing new skills or not developing new behaviors. Because we tell ourselves, like, I'm just wired this way. This is how I've always been. I've tried and I couldn't do it before. And I want to give you a personal example. So I literally used to be powerless to not eating sweets if they were in front of me. Like, if someone put down sweets in front of me, no matter how full I was, I would have to eat it. I would need someone to literally take them away from me. And when I started learning self-regulation, of course... It was still really challenging at the beginning to be able to have like a plate of cookies in front of me and not reach for one. In order to get to the point where now I can do this, I didn't have to be able to do it already. I needed to simply believe I had the capacity to learn how to do it. And so someone who currently eats sweets impulsively and someone who is learning to self-regulate can be the exact same person. But one person might say, I'm just wired like this. I can't do anything about it. And the other one can say, I have the capacity to learn and grow and change. And so if you believe you can change, you will also stop letting yourself give up when it feels difficult. If you believe that you can change, you will see moments where you're feeling stuck as obstacles that you can overcome, not roadblocks. And this, my friend, is literally the difference between someone who is able to eventually develop these skills and someone who gives up and is like, well, I'm just not cut out for that, cut out for this. And so here is a tip for you. And this is a shift that we do a lot in coaching is I want you to tell yourself that you are in the process of learning and think of learning these skills. Like you would think about learning a language. If you are learning German, 
even if you try to learn German in the past, if you were learning German, you would not expect yourself to all of a sudden be completing full sentences in German after a couple of days. Same thing with your behaviors around food, around self-regulation. All of these behavior changes that you're trying to make, allow yourself to be in the learning process and let it be okay that the learning process is frustrating. Commit to the learning process and you will keep going. Number two, make a list. So get out a piece of paper and literally make a list of your strengths and opportunities for growth. And this is where you can get really clear on what you would like to change, what you would like to improve from a self-regulation standpoint and what areas that you're already pretty good at. And so you can ask yourself, where am I good at self-regulating? Like maybe you're someone that already has great time management skills, or maybe you're someone that is already really fantastic at regulating your communication. Um, And then maybe in other areas, you really need work. And so maybe you're someone that isn't great at regulating your internal hunger cues, or maybe you're someone that isn't regulating um, your fullness cues, or you're someone that your emotions still feel really challenging. And so in coaching, as I mentioned, in The Confident Eater, we specifically do this around your behaviors with food. So including we do add in, um, for emotional eaters, The Confident Eater is also an incredible program because we talk about how to start self-regulating and emotions are a big one, right? And it's likely on your own, and this is why I put this on the list of things to to actually start doing for self-regulation, it's likely you're going to start trying to learn self-regulation in 12 different areas all at once. And then you're going to get frustrated for not seeing progress. So it's much more helpful to narrow them down. And as I mentioned before, you might notice areas that you're already really good. So you might be great at getting yourself to go to the gym regularly. Like you can regulate, like some days you don't feel like it, you're able to self-regulate and you get yourself to go anyways. But maybe when it comes to emotional eating, you really struggle to regulate your impulses or your emotions, right? And so you might ask, well, how do I know what needs better self-regulation? Like, where do I know my areas of opportunity? And so here I want you to think about your extremes. So someone that is always late is probably going to need some help around self-regulation for time management. And someone who often overeats or struggles to stop eating when they're full probably needs some more work around internal self-regulation and interoception, so understanding like internal body cues and regulating impulses. And the next step, so you've made this list, you kind of have an understanding of, hey, this is what I might need some work on. This is where I'm going to tell you if you haven't already listened to my episode on core values, please go back and listen. It is episode 91 because step three is understand your core values. And you want to understand your core values here because they can give you direction and they can help guide what you work on when it comes to self-regulation. And it also, as you self-regulate, you will use your core values to help yourself make decisions. So again, episode 91, if you haven't listened to it, do it. If you have listened to it and you still haven't defined what your values are, DM me on Instagram and I will send you a values list and three really helpful questions that I share with my clients to help them define values. Step four is to choose an area to begin working on. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you love the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast, it's likely you might need some help around regulating yourself better around hunger and fullness, around impulses, around cravings, around emotional eating. And so, as I said, once you have your values defined, this can give you a lot of direction on where you'd like to begin working on regulation. And so an example from a client of mine was a client who noticed that one of her core values was peace, but she didn't feel peace in her relationship with food. 
She found that she was always eating on the go. She was often snacking mindlessly. And it really didn't leave her feeling peaceful after eating. And so one of the areas, this is a client that was in The Confident Eater, is she started working on self-regulation around allowing herself to notice the urge of I need to be on the go and actually setting aside time to sit peacefully and eat a meal so that she could better get in touch with her hunger and fullness and thus better regulate her hunger and fullness. So knowing where she wanted to go using her values and how she wanted to feel using her values helped her pinpoint what to work on and give her specific steps. And so a helpful way to think about this is like think about where your life kind of feels out of whack or where you find yourself wishing things felt more aligned. So for me, food was a big one because connection is a core value of mine. And when I would go out to eat with others, I felt really disconnected from them because I was so preoccupied about the food. And so I needed self-regulation around hunger and fullness, around mindful eating, around being present to my impulses and my desires. That was really helpful for me so that I didn't have to depend on me always being in full control over what was on my plate to be able to eat in a way that felt good. And so this is where, again, we want to be picky. If you decide, like, I need to work on time management, and I need to work on regulating eating, and I need to emotionally regulate, that's a lot. That is a lot, a lot. So your first self-regulation lesson is to manage the impulse to want to work on everything that feels off at the same time. Again, coaching is so helpful here. Like, coaching can literally give you skills and strategies to start self-regulating better. So last three steps here, practicing mindfulness. And we want to think of mindfulness as curious awareness. So specific example, for me, in learning to regulate my hunger and fullness awareness, I had to ask questions. I had to be present and pay attention to what was going on in my body. And I had to get really curious And so in order to effectively answer the questions that I was asking myself around hunger and fullness, I had to pay attention. And so when we're going to get to this next, because what I did here was I set an intention of pausing before eating. And I would ask myself, what am I feeling right now? Is it hunger? How might I know that it's hunger? What are the signs that I'm noticing? What level do I think this hunger is at? Is this a craving? If so, where might it be coming from? How would I like to respond to it? You're not going to know the answers to these things at first. But if you can be present to these sensations and allow yourself to open up to noticing them, you can learn something new about yourself each time. And so each time I did this, I learned something new or I learned what didn't work. I learned something that that was not true. And that could continue to build my like toolbox of self-regulation skills around hunger and fullness. And over time this began feeling a lot easier and a lot more comfortable. Now it takes about a second to check in with my hunger most of the time. Sometimes if my emotions are going crazy, if I'm really tired, it does take a little bit longer. But in order to have a craving now, for example, and allow myself to choose how will I respond to this craving, I first needed to open myself up to be mindful and curious and not judge what I found as good or bad, right or wrong. Think of this as like data gathering, right? So last two steps here, again, like I mentioned, setting intentions or guidelines to give yourself direction can be extremely helpful. And this is very different than setting rules like I must weigh and measure everything I eat or I can't eat after 8 p.m. Inside the Confident Eater, for example, there's a a module and an exercise that walks you through how to develop helpful guidelines and also offers you some general nutrition guidelines that I provide my clients with 
so that you can set up some intentions and to set up some guidelines that support you in this pursuit of better self-regulation. And it's not because there's one right way to eat, but it's because in order to get to a place where you can fully trust yourself around food, we need to establish a baseline. And self-regulation, when you've got structure or intentions to guide you, can be a lot easier than just diving right into, I'm going to try eating when I'm hungry and stopping when I'm full, because that can really not work if you don't have the right structure or the right foundation for it. And think about there's the paradox of choice. The more choices you have, the more challenging it can be to make a decision. And if you're just getting started and learning to self-regulate around food, having a million options for what you could do in the face of an impulse makes it a lot more difficult to decide. And so a couple of examples of intentions or guidelines to support yourself, if you're working on being more intentional around food, for example, can be like eating every three to five hours, including protein in most of your main meals, pausing before you start eating and taking a few deep breaths, or even when I work with clients that struggle a little bit more with impulsivity around food, sometimes we'll set a timer to actually pause before reaching for a snack. We want to think of guidelines as like bumpers on a bowling alley. You can still move around. There's a lot of flexibility there, but it kind of keeps you on a path. It's like structure and framework with wiggle room in the middle. And the wiggle room is where you get to practice self-regulation. This is exactly how I can easily go on a trip or be out of my routine and feel in charge of my interactions with food. But yes, it did take practice to get here. And the very last one, and this may be like the most important thing to keep yourself going, is to speak to yourself with compassion. I cannot express to you how important this is to the process and more and more research comes out all the time around the importance of speaking to yourself and treating yourself with compassion. And so compassion in very simple terms is noticing suffering and responding to it wisely. This means noticing where you are struggling Being able to call out like, hey, I'm struggling right now. Acknowledging like struggle is a common human experience. There's nothing wrong with me. Struggle is normal. And then also, how do I support myself towards alleviating the suffering and moving myself forward? And I want you to keep in mind that self-compassion isn't always soft. So Dr. Kristen Neff, one of the most foreknown, I don't know what the word is. She's the most, the the biggest self-compassion researcher perhaps in the world at least in the United States, she talks a lot about fierce self-compassion. And sometimes fierce self-compassion does mean helping yourself compassionately do the hard thing, not avoiding it. So self-compassion, for example, for my client who ate on the go a lot, wasn't being like, oh, I'm just busy, no worries, it's fine. It was acknowledging the challenge of being busy and trying to manage everything. And then also compassionately putting in effort to help herself find a few minutes where she could sit down and eat and doing so because she cared about herself and how she felt, not as a punishment for eating mindlessly. And so if you were to take one thing away from this episode, self-regulation becomes easier when you offer yourself space to check in with yourself and respond. And that looks like a little pocket of mindfulness where you pause and you get curious. There's a famous quote by Viktor Frankl, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. And I will tell you now, as I mentioned before, 
self-regulation or better self-regulation around food is essentially the entire goal of The Confident Eater, which is my eight-week group coaching program. We are opening for enrollment September 12th. And this program is designed to help you break the cycle of on and off dieting, help you step away from needing strict discipline to keep you on track so that you can trust yourself to eat without fear, without guilt, without shame. And TCE is going to teach you eating skills. These are skills that support self-regulation so that you can have that feeling of confidence eating in many different situations and eating lots of different foods. And so the Confident Eater prepares you to be able to enjoy pizza mindfully in Italy, to be able to choose mindfully and consciously at a family barbecue, and also start including more fun foods and more satisfaction factors in your regular daily meals so that you can keep any food at home and stop feeling like you have to get it all in on the weekends or when you're on a trip. And here's a couple things that you need to know about TCE. The Confident Eater is not about discipline. It's not about control. It's not about weight loss. It is about helping you make intentional, mindful choices around what, how much, and when you eat so that you can rely on yourself and your internal cues and eat in a way that aligns with your values and the type of life you want to lead. And so this means that the Confident Eater is going to help you confidently say, yes, I would like the salad or yes, I would like the burger. It's going to help you decide, I'm going to cook at home or I'm going to go out to eat or I'm going to split that cookie with my friend. And it's also going to help you make those choices in a way that is context dependent. So you don't need rules. You don't need to be all or nothing. And you're going to take into consideration or you're going to learn skills to help you take into consideration how your future self wants to feel. And we're also going to dig into how to get rid of that terrible self-criticism and negative self-talk that you use to keep yourself on track. In The Confident Eater, you're also going to get coached. This is not an online group program that's like, here's some videos to watch. Bye. I am there to coach you through. I'm there to reflect your behavior and your thoughts. I'm there to ask you tough questions. And I'm there to offer support the whole way through. And I do this because the goal of this program is to help you eat in a way that supports a full and meaningful life. And that means that you need to be able to make context-dependent decisions. That means you're going to be need to be able to decide, like, does it make sense for me to cook all my meals at home? Or how do I be spontaneous in a way that still makes me feel like I'm in line with my goals? Feeling at ease with these experiences and being able to self-regulate means you can be present instead of preoccupied with food. And you can make choices that support well-being even when you don't have control over everything on your plate. And so here's just a brief breakdown of what's inside the program. There are four learning modules and in each one you have some practical exercises, you have reflection exercises, and then each week we will have a coaching call that will accompany what you learn in these modules. And so the first one is around how to start practicing values-aligned decision-making. So you're going to define your values and you're going to learn a couple of frameworks to help you start doing that in your day-to-day. Module two, two is all about helping you develop mindful eating skills and some key mindset shifts around how you think about food. Module three is going to help you overcome your food rules. So you're going to figure out like, what are these food rules that are in my head still? And you're going to start learning how to practice unconditional permission to eat, which is essentially being able to say yes or no to any food at any time, but being able to do that from a place of self-regulation. The last module is around self-compassion and learning self-talk skills and how to really identify when you're being all or nothing, when you're being self-critical, and what to do about it. I've also added a bonus module that has some self-confidence tools in there that's really fun. These are, these are tools that kind of branch out into your whole life. 
You're going to have weekly live coaching calls with workshop style content. And these are recorded. So if you can't make it live, you can watch them. And we're going to have a private group chat so that we constantly have connection. We are constantly able to be working through the things that feel challenging for you. And you always have that support. The link to the wait list. So as I mentioned, we opened for enrollment September 12th. The link to the wait list is in the show notes or you can DM me TCE on Instagram. My Instagram also in the show notes. And you can ask to set up a call to talk about it if you want to or simply get on the wait list. You're going to get insight into what you'll experience in the program. You're going to learn more about what other clients have felt and achieved within the program. And also, if you're on the wait list, you're going to get $200 off if you choose to join us. So lots of great reasons to be on that wait list for sure. With that, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you are following the podcast. Go ahead and leave me a rating or a review or both if you enjoy the podcast. Share this episode with someone that you think might need to learn a little bit more about self-regulation. And with that, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you again next time.